In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Take out your bulletins, if you would, and look on the front. You see the icon of our Lord Jesus Christ, but notice what you see. Our Lord is enthroned as King of kings and Lord of lords in all of His glory. And today we celebrate the feast day of our Lord Jesus Christ, the King. We celebrate His kingship. We celebrate His Lordship. We cry out to Him as the only one who is worthy to sit upon that throne and govern His kingdom in blessed love and mercy and power for the salvation of all souls. The Word of God actually comes to us if we're attentive to the collect prayer of this particular feast day. Please remember the collect prayer that's prayed by the priest and in the hearts of all. The collect prayer at the beginning of Mass sets the meaning for the Mass. It collects our hearts together. It collects our minds to focus on that feast which we are celebrating regarding our Lord Jesus Christ. And so hear the prayer that we prayed. And the prayer is in two parts. The first part of the prayer we prayed was this. Almighty and everlasting God, who didst will to restore all things in thy well-beloved Son, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Did you hear what we just prayed? We prayed that this King, the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray that he governs in such a way which he does, as to bring all souls in disorder and dysfunction and in the suffering of the results of the fall into his kingdom, into himself and relieve them <coughs> and save them and reorder their lives. The second part of the prayer we pray this. Mercifully grant that all the kindreds of the earth set free from the calamity of sin may be brought under his most gracious dominion. When people come into Christ and are baptized, cleansed of their sins and filled with the Holy Spirit, they enter into this kingdom over which the king rules. It is a kingdom to release them from the bondage of sin and bring them into the peace of his kingdom. That was our prayer today. And dear friends, on this Christ the King Sunday, our focus is to be on the kingdom over which our king rules. And even more specifically, how his blessed kingdom of salvation so contrasts with the kingdoms and the cultures of the world that is around us. When we hear the words of our Lord Jesus Christ from the Gospel of St. John in chapter 18, our gospel reading for today, Pilate is examining Jesus who is on trial before him. And we hear, then Pilate entered the praetorium again, called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? And at the end of Jesus' answer, we're told that he answered, My kingdom is not of this world. Even in the words of Christ before Pilate, our Lord was manifesting the truth and the reality of His blessed kingdom. That the kingdom that He must bring for the salvation of all souls is a kingdom that is entirely not of this world. 
And because it's not of this world, and because of His grace and His power and His divine love to free man from their sins, it's a kingdom that breaks the bond of all the results of the fall of mankind that have manifest in this world since the fall. When he says, my kingdom is not of this world, we remember today that his kingdom is a kingdom everlasting, which doesn't just mean future, it also means past. There has never been a time that God has not lived and dwelled in the perfect order of his kingdom throughout all of eternity, past, present, and it will never cease to exist. The perfect order of the kingdom of God was manifest in this world, even in the creation of all things. When, Jesus, when God created the entire universe, set this earth within it, formless and void, and then structured everything, then structured everything upon the earth by His divine command, by the command of the Word of God. Everything was created in a very specific and perfect order, the order of God's kingdom, and why? It always amazes me that you and I, mankind, when you consider the ordering of the universe and you consider the creation of the world, how incredible is it that the pinnacle of all of that created activity was the creation of us. And God created man and created woman. And what does he do? In this perfectly created order, he places them within it because he had made it for them. He had made it to share himself all that he is and every benefit of the blessed order of his kingdom that these children that he had created would grow up to grow in the likeness of their heavenly father. And the created order was the only way in which that could happen. Which is why Satan's strategy, my friends, was quite frankly a very sinister but simple strategy. Disrupt the order. Disrupt the order that God had created. For it was created for man to flourish. The only way that he could bring death and suffering and chaos into this world was to tweak the order in the minds of God's creation. Think about what Satan's deception was that caused the fall. Because his deception was this. God had said, don't eat of a particular tree that I've placed in the middle of the garden or you will surely die. And when Satan comes to Eve and brings Eve before the tree, he says to her, eat of this tree. Eat of this tree. It's good for you. And she says what God said. She says, no, God told us if we eat of that, we will surely die. What does Satan do? He tweaks the order. He says to her, no, Eve. If you eat of this tree, it will actually fulfill what God had intended. If you eat of this tree, you'll become like it. So Eve fell to the change of the perfect order. And the result, we all know, my friends, was the fall of mankind, where all of the passions of the flesh, death, the chaos of mind, body, and spirit, and the toil and suffering of man entered into the world for the first time. But then we have the manifestation of the kingdom of God once again upon the earth in the incarnation by the second Adam, our Lord Jesus Christ, who we celebrate today as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He had said John the Baptist declare over and over again, the kingdom of God has come near. So prepare ye the way. 
And Jesus enters in and he manifests his kingdom and everything done through him in his conception, birth, life, death, resurrection and ascension and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But even while on this earth, everything our Lord did was overturning the results of the fall. What was Christ doing when his kingdom was manifest through him? He was reordering things, bringing things back to order as a gift to man for their salvation. My friends, think about this. As that kingdom is still equally manifest today in the world through the church, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light and life is so foreign to the kingdom and the cultures that still live and dwell in the disorders of the fall. And my friends, when the church talks about disorders, let's be mindful of what we're talking about. We're not simply talking, we think disorders, a lot of times we think mental. And certainly there's a part of it that a result of the fall is mental disorders. But when the church talks about disorders and the reordering of things, disorders are anything that tweaks and changes by the deception of our enemy, the order of God. And it creates disorder into the world that wreaks havoc and death on the soul of mankind because God just simply, the creator, did not design things that way. I want to talk for a few moments about some of those disorders, lack of the order of the kingdom of God that we see in our society and our culture around us. And you will admit it seems as if it's so much more in our face on a daily basis. All of the things that are so intricately opposite to the kingdom of God and His blessed order for salvation. Let me just throw out a few to you. Because we need to understand the disorders, but then we also need to understand as the kingdom of God under our King of Kings and Lord of Lords, how do we respond to the people that live and dwell and are captive to the disorders of the fall? You know, one of the ones that's been in the news almost daily, if not multiple times a day recently, the disorder is this. In the culture around us, it is now moving to an absolutely false belief that any individual that lives upon this earth can self-determine what sex they really are. Come on, we're seeing this in the news all of the time. Men are saying, I identify myself as a woman now. Many of them having surgeries to look more like women and hope to feel more like what they're self-identifying into. Women are doing the same thing. They are saying, I identify as a man and having the same surgeries and the same lifestyles. And even worse, it's getting to the next most horrible situation where parents are raising their children to determine for themselves whether they're male or female throughout the course of their young, blessed lives. My friends, we have, this is the one that's been in the news in our particular area so very recently where the couple in Dallas, Texas, the mother is a pediatrician of all things. The mother is a pediatrician and she has been giving her six-year-old son chemicals to neuter him so that he may grow up and be able to choose his own sex. And I tell you to pray for this couple, pray for this woman, pray for this child. And I tell you with even a greater emphasis, 
Only because, I don't know if you know this, but the husband is orthodox. The husband has been battling this in courts, which is why we've seen it so very often in the news. To put a stop to what his wife is doing who has departed the faith for the saving of this child. How do we look upon such with these disorders? My friends, if we look at them and say, well, we understand the disorder to be the fact that a man is trying to falsely, yes, but he's trying to make efforts to find fulfillment and purpose and achieve the fullness of life by being something that he's not. We'd be right in saying that. But I would point back even to the deeper core issue that's really going on in the soul, the core of deception, which has not changed since the Garden of Eden. What's really happening? You find it in the two words that all of these folks living and dwelling in these disorders will come out of their mouth as a proclamation. And I said even in describing them, when they say these two words, I identify. I identify myself as this. I identify. What's really happening? Christ is no longer enthroned upon their life. Who is enthroned upon their life? They are. And they have set themselves to tweak and reorder what God has so perfectly ordered for the salvation of man. And it's leading to the destruction of their souls. And there are so many other disorders that are around us all the time. That the church is calling for the redemption, the reordering in people's lives. What is the church faced with constantly banging against its doors these days? But the issue of homosexuality and same-sex relationships. Think back to the garden. Think back to the order and why. If the order was established for the salvation of mankind and God creates man and he puts man in it. God knew that man would not be alone and need not be alone. And when he looked at man, he saw that man must have something else to complete him. So what does he create in his order as the gift for the completion? Not a man, but someone different, a woman. And by uniting them together, there they could grow in the likeness of God. And also by their physical union together, God would share something incredible with them. Through their physical union, God would bestow on his blessed creation the power to create. The power to bring life into this world more into his kingdom. And my friends, lest you think it's any different. All of the disorders of heterosexual sinfulness that are out there. Our society, our culture is an infinitely hypersexual culture. Where everyone is trying to find meaning and purpose and identity in these things. When in truth, God has ordered the union, as we spoke about, between a man and a woman in the confines of holy matrimony, where they're joined by God in spirit as well as in body. I think of all of the addictions that we have in this world that are results of disorder. Alcoholism, drugs, addictions to entertainment, addictions to materialism, all of these, what are they? They are people trying to tweak the order and out of their brokenness and their pain, try to find temporary satisfaction, something that will never heal. And they get entrapped in that and it keeps them in the disorders of their lives. How do we respond? 
to all of these blessed created people of God that are suffering in the disorders of their lives because they're out of the order that God had created. I tell you how we respond. No less and no different than our Lord Jesus Christ with compassion in our hearts. To see them as God sees them. That each one of them is there be as God's beloved creation that he wants to bring into himself and reorder. Because the reordering of their lives will bring them the fullness and the abundant life in our Lord Jesus Christ. And it will bring peace into their chaos. That's how we see them. Not with disgust. Not with judgment. But the eyes of a living king of kings who's established a kingdom for the very salvation of the sorters in which they walk in right now. My mind goes to our Lord Jesus Christ's words about himself when he quotes Isaiah prophesying the coming of Christ. You want to hear the disposition of the kingdom of God? Because the disposition of the kingdom of God towards all of those wandering in the disorders in their lives is parallel and absolutely the same that the disposition of our Lord Jesus Christ, who said this when quoting Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim that this is the acceptable year of the Lord. That is the ministry of the kingdom of God to a broken, dysfunctional world. And all of us here in the hospital, yeah, we have disorders. But through blessed repentance and the power and the love and the grace and mercy of God, they're falling away and becoming reordered in his peace is being reestablished into our lives. And so we pray the prayer of the church that we pray today on the day of Christ the King, almighty and everlasting God, who didst will to restore all things in thy well-beloved Son, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Mercifully grant that all kindreds of the earth, set free from the calamity of sin, may be brought under his most gracious dominion. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.